What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. I am your host, Devin Swafford. With me, as always, Josh Barnett. All right. I'm trying to catch you mid-chew. Sorry. Uh, Sir. Chuck Nally. Hello. Trail it. Yo. Rolling on. Show two. Let's talk about some news. Let's talk about renewals and cancels. During the strange times that we live in. Speaking of strange, Stranger Things Season 5 is now official. Um, there had been some speculation that Stranger Things would end after Season 4. Nope. Season 5 definitely happening. Rumored to be six seasons. Those kids are going to be real old. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Get that money. Plus, it's not like Mike is going to get some work or anything. You hate Finn Wolfhard, don't you? Wait, is that Mike? Which one's a black kid? Don't answer. Nah, I don't remember the character's name. It's definitely not Mike. Josh? Yeah. Mike Finn Wolfhard. Anyways, I don't remember that kid's name. Uh, all I know is season three of Stranger Things is the best season of Stranger Things, so I hope it continues to build on that. Yeah, I really, really like season three a whole lot. I love season one as well. Two was not great, but still fun. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm much. It's the uh, Temple of Doom of uh, Stranger Things seasons. I love Temple of Doom, but it is clearly third place out of the three. <laughs> Just like Back to the Future Part 2. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Lucas! Lucas, that's right. Uh, let's see. Some weird... We had talked about them being renewed, but now they're canceled because of COVID news. Um, if you were fans of The Society or I Am Not Okay With This on Netflix, they are now canceled. Um, both had previously gotten season two renewals, and then uh, money has been tied up and productions have been pushed back so far that Netflix changed their minds and then went back and canceled them. So, sucks for them. Uh, I thought about watching The Society at one point, but I guess not now. Fuck you, Society. That show sucks. It wasn't good. Um, I also watched I Am Not Okay With This. I watched the pilot of it, and it was... All right, it wasn't anything special. I was surprised it got renewed in the first place, but uh, I really like the girl that played Bev in it, so um, hopefully she continues to get work. Uh, that bad uh, Hansel and Gretel movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Wasn't it called <laughs> Gretel and Hansel? Yeah. What? That changes everything. You just got to flip that shit. <laughs> Girl power. Um, in news that hurts my heart, you fucks, Trey and Josh, uh, Altered Carbon has been canceled. Good. Uh, Thank you for quantifying that, by the way. Every time you said you fucks, I'm like, hey, I'm the yeah, only I, person that's watched every single Altered Carbon thing. Yep, you watched more than I have at this point. Sounds like you're the actual only person who did. Um... Well, I mean, that show did okay for them. It's it's expensive as fuck. Um, rumors that this was kind of a COVID thing. Because it can't. It came out of nowhere. They made season two. It did supposedly pretty well. Netflix is always a mystery on that. Um, but then they came out with, like, the animated movie to go along with Alter Carbon. And I was like, if they're making extra shit for this, it must be doing really well. And then, nope, they canceled the fuck out of it. So... I blame no season Say what? I blame that movie. It's awful. Yeah. The the only people I know that have seen that movie have all said it's real, real bad. <laughs> um, and wonderful news, because this show is just a fun, feel-good show, which I've randomly watched three episodes. Uh, Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus has been renewed. Good for you, Jason Sudeikis. Um, hey, Lawrence. In your uh, reminder that this show did still exist before now, Nosferatu has been canceled before season three. 
man. What a show. I watched, I watched that show the was first okay, season. That, yeah, that show wasn't bad. But AMC sucks, and it's really hard to watch shows that have come out on AMC Network. Correct. I'm still waiting to see Better Call Saul, the most recent season. Same. Yep. Fuckers. Yep. God. It's so stupid. It's your property. Uh, that's not gonna. We're not gonna get to talk about that on our award show here in a few weeks because none of us have seen it. That's so stupid. God. Yeah. It's 2020, guys. Let's make it where we can see TV. It's way too easy to see all the other TV. Don't make it. You hard. own the show. Let people see it. Go on. God damn. It's so frustrating. Oh, man. Um, in a shocking turn of events, uh, the show I didn't care. It has a cult following. Uh, Adult Swim has can- canceled Venture Brothers after season seven. Uh, how about that? People are really pissed about that online. Um, and evidently, they gave it full release and have allowed uh, it to be shopped to other networks. So it is currently supposedly looking for a streaming network to finish out the show. That'll land somewhere. Um, and then the big one, uh, breaking news as of today, The Walking Dead uh, Season 11 will be its final season. Oh, okay. 2022, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a 24-episode final season that'll take place over like two years they're going like the sopranos route except for like triple the episodes uh because amc and walking dead um i mean it's time especially with like how long it's been drawn out because of covid and everything i mean that's for that's going to end a lot sadly um i don't know i mean i stopped watching walking dead i still plan on finishing the comics and i've kept up a little bit uh, I still keep up what's going on in the show. It sounds like they ended up riding the ship eventually, and like some really cool stuff happened. But every season is too long and too much filler, and I just couldn't follow it because it got real bad, real fucking bad there for a while. Um, yeah, so I don't regret it. But there are currently two other Walking Dead shows. I can't imagine Fear the Walking Dead's going to keep going on because I don't think it's had good ratings anyways and then there's that new one with the younger people at a different time in it which i don't even remember the name of right now uh, uh world beyond yeah walking dead the world beyond yeah i haven't even heard anyone mention that show um yeah, but this, is it out this, i don't think it ever came out because of covid but it was touted there for they had trailer i think a trailer for it i don't know there was uh, a trailer for it recently and then, yeah, that's right. And then they did announce today, along with season 11 being the, fin- the final season, there is another spinoff coming that will follow the continuation of the story of Daryl and Carol. So, spoilers, they're not going to die in the final season. <laughs> Turns out. Um... I guess they're still moving forward with all of the Rick movies that they planned. I don't, I don't know what's going on in the world of Walking Dead. All I know is that I watched Josh's brother compare Game of Thrones and Walking Dead a lot, and it is the most mind blowing take of of Rob. Of all his takes, I am like, oh Rob, what are you doing? Man, I'm so sick of hearing people complain about Game of Thrones season eight. Uh, even if it's the worst season of Game of Thrones, it's better than almost all other TV. <laughs> I just can't fucking deal with it anymore. You want to talk about a show I never gave a shit about? It's Walking Dead. I tried starting that show like ten times. You did. All I saw was Rob compare the acting and and say that the acting was a little better on that one season of Walking Dead. And I was like, I had to physically restrain my hands from typing... At not one second in the existence of Walking Dead has it ever had better acting than Game of Thrones at any point. <laughs> true story. This is true. But, like what you like, 
good on you, Rob. I like me some Rob. But I was just, I saw him type that there day. I was like, what the? No. I was like, you, that is ludicrous. Uh, but I'm with you, Josh. Season 8, Game of Thrones. It's not sure. that bad, people. Uh, oh, God. Let's see. That's right. It's all renewed. Egan episode to the Red Wedding. That's what he did. Yeah, I've seen both. Saw them both as they aired. Red Wedding, much better. Like, way, way better. Uh, C-Dub news. C-W is making a live-action Powerpuff Girls show. Thoughts? Because of oh, course man. they fucking are. I've never seen one second of Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, really? That's no, I feel like terrible. normal thing for a guy my age. No, the show is, is perfectly fine, but do we need a Powerpuff Girls? I mean, do we need any of this? We don't need the MCU, but... I, I, I like we certainly need it more than a live-action version of the Powerpuff Girls. I don't know, man. I want some Mojo Jojo in live action. Listen, if it was like a porn parody, I'd watch the shit out of it. (laughs) Of course you would. That goes without saying. I don't like what connotations are there, Chuck. I just don't. My guess is that this is going to be like a CW, like Riverdale style show. And they're going to be over-sexualized in the high school drama. I'm here for it. I'm fucking here for it, and I'm excited. I don't know shit about Powerpuff Girls, but I, I'm ready. I'm not here for it, but it's going to happen anyway, so... You're damn right. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, family Guy news. Um... Oh, Adam no West passed away a couple ago, and I don't know if you remember, he was the mayor of Quahog. They have finally replaced the mayor of Quahog with a new mayor, Sam Elliott. <laughs> like Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott? Yeah. yeah. yeah he's just going to be Sam Elliott playing Sam Elliott as the mayor of Quahog. Good. Fucking get rid of James Woods, that lunatic. No joke, man. That dude is legit bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, we talked a little bit about Star Trek Discovery season three. Uh, early on the first show, this trailer's now out. Uh, it's been making some other news. Um, Discovery season three will have it, the first non-binary and first trans characters ever in the Trek universe. Yes, they are. Oh yeah, I saw that. There's that. At first, I was surprised because I was like, I feel like this is a show about like all types of people and all, uh, you know, all the different alien races, like and diversity and all that. But anyways, I was, I guess most Trek is old, so I guess that's why I've never seen that before. Yeah, I mean, they've had like alien races that are similar to that, but I think they might be talking about human characters. Yeah. Anyways. Good on them. Um, no one here cares, but this is still weirdly big news. Um, ahead of Mom Season 8 on CBS, Anna Ferris has randomly left the show, and no one seems to really know why. Um, but yeah. sucks for you, Mom fans. Evidently, there's a, enough to keep that show going. For eight fucking feel- years. I feel the crossover between the audience for Mom and the Free For All podcast is is weirdly big, though. Just me? All right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Ah, uh, Alan Richson has been cast as the title character in a new Jack Reacher series on Amazon. Hell yeah. Oh. I love that guy. Yes, he's the guy that played... If you don't know, he was in The Wedding Ringer as the big, like, handsome, dumb guy that had a stutter. Or you, what you should know him for is being Stop as playing it. a hawk Titans uh, on, um, uh, well, DC Universe slash now HBO Max. Um, Blue Mountain State, uh, Smallville. Yeah. 
If you need a giant man who can act, that's the guy you go to. And he is a handsome man. Yeah, he's also like 6'10", 250 pounds of muscle. He's massive. He is a brick shithouse and not how I envision Jack Reacher, but I'm okay with this. I like that dude, and I want that show to be good. And after, I love the Jack Ryan uh, series on Amazon, so hopefully Jack Reacher gets the same treatment. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty fucking, pretty fucking stoked for this. Oh, shit, I don't think I ever finished season two of Jack Ryan. Really? Oh, man, you should. That season's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I've only watched the premiere. I keep getting, like, three episodes in and forgetting it, like, exists. That doesn't bode well for how much I love season two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, you should watch that, man. It's really good. Uh, it's... I don't. I have no idea how my shows rank, but it's at least a contender for my ten. Um, Spoiler alert! If I watch the whole thing, I'm going to say it's not going to be in mine <laughs> because I can't remember anything that happened yeah. except for Greer constantly yeah. having heart problems. Yeah, I do remember you being upset because he was uh, he was uh, like struggling in it. Um, I do. Th- I actually think you watched it. I really, I think we talked about it. We may have, man. That sucks. My memory is getting did. like crazy now. Or uh, there's nothing about that. I did watch like 130 different shows this year, though. Yeah, I'm with you, and I struggle on that front too. So, for some reason, my memory is telling me this is what happened. You've seen like, if there's ten episodes, you saw like eight. I want to say, and you hadn't watched the finale, and we talked about it, and you like stepped out, or we didn't talk about the end, and then you're like, "I'm gonna watch it," but you were pissed off about something that was happening with Bunk, and then you, I call him Bunk because of something else, but uh, you were gonna finish it, and my guess is you just never did. But I think you watched no, more. No, I than did. Three. I did. I didn't. You did I finish. Did not, I, I don't remember what happened. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look at it again. That's crazy. <laughs> well, standing alone on season two of Jack Ryan, I guess. Uh, uh, but speaking of shows that I know will be on more than one, one top ten list next year, because this show just came out, uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh, yeah, still boy. no word on season, no word on season three yet, but it's coming because Netflix did release the numbers, and it is a massive hit for them. It's their biggest show since uh, The Witcher. And a top uh, 10 streaming show all time for them. Um, so, hell yeah for Umbrella Academy. I didn't, I don't see the chatter that some of the other shows have got. So, I was shocked about how well it was doing for them. But I'm really glad. Turns out Jayla's gotten into it now, and I'm re watching it, and she's going through uh, watching the whole thing. And it's great because it doesn't seem like a show she would normally like. For all you people. All you people that love the boys, and I also really like the boys, Umbrella Academy is better. <laughs> what about those people who think the boys is just okay? Uh, Umbrella Academy is still better. Uh, yeah. If you have Disney Plus and are willing to pay for a premium, you can now watch Mulan. And we'll actually be talking about that in the third show today, because uh, I think uh, Josh watched it. Um, but he did. if you don't want to pay $30, you don't have to wait that long. Disney has announced that you can watch it, I believe, on December. F- I want to say 4th is what they said, or it's at least sometime okay. in December. I know it is. I knew that was coming. Uh <laughs> Good friend, I know your birthday. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Anyways, December uh, Mulan will be available to any just regular Disney Plus subscribers. So if you're looking forward to Mulan but don't want to pay thirty bucks, there you go. Uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, earlier uh, Benahoff and Weiss have finally announced their next project um, that will uh, they'll be working on after Game of Thrones. Um, they have been greenlit, or a show has been greenlit that they're doing from, it's evidently a massive book. Uh, it's like one of the best-selling books ever, but in China, um, it's a massive sci-fi story 
Uh, it's called the Three Body Problem. Um, I had heard of it in passing. Um, the bad news here is like literally everyone that's commenting, and granted, internet comments, but everyone says that you it's can tell had actually read this. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. But they just said that this is like impossible to like it's an unfilmable project which i'll be interested to see yeah but that has been said about so many things that has now been filmed not dark tower i mean technically yeah that movie kind of proved their point uh that needs to be a tv show for one but this is a tv show um, evidently it's just like massive in scope. Again, I don't know too much about it. Um, but everybody that's complained again, also get over it. Season eight wasn't that bad, uh, a game of Thrones. But, uh, if you're worried about how them writing, they kicked ass when they're adapting. Um, and all they're doing is adapting this. Um, it was, a, it won the Hugo world, uh, award in 2014. It's just massive, uh, sci-fi it evidently takes place like over millennium like it the time frame for it is really like fucking massive uh so sure look forward to that in probably like six years because that'll take forever to make it sounds like um star wars not getting a lot of great press on the disney front from its actors uh john borrega recently kind of sounded off on star wars about uh how finn was treated how they kind of played up a black character that didn't do much with him and then um daisy ridley in an interview said that at some point there were multiple plans for her parentage and that throughout the making of it it kind of kept changing and they didn't know where they were going to go until they finally settled on palpatine spoilers if you haven't seen that movie um, but evidently they had originally settled on, uh, her being a Kenobi at one point and then it kept changing. Uh, yeah, that would have been cool. It's interesting. Uh, a lot of people, I feel like would have preferred that. I was also a fan of just Ray not being anybody. Um, I really don't care, but man, Star Wars has taken some heat lately. Does, does this affect how disney goes moves forward with star wars at all or are they just going to let the, ride this out give star wars a little bit of a break and then we they come back what do we think that's my guess i mean obviously mandalorian did well everybody's excited about season two people are whatever about rise of skywalker for you know relatively good reason um i don't know i can see them just yeah waiting a couple years Whatever Tika puts out is going to be fucking awesome, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know who's next in line to do a Star Wars movie. I know there's several people working on it, but... Either way, I think they'll be fine. I think this will end up being like the prequels eventually. Yeah. Is is Feige still doing something with Star Wars? I mean, they haven't announced... No, they haven't announced anything about the Ryan Johnson trilogy. They haven't announced anything. I mean, for me, I like two-thirds of the new trilogy of movies, but I recognize that there was no... They didn't stick to or have any set plan and didn't dedicate the proper resources to do set a thing. They just kind of were like, J.J. was really good with Star Trek. Um, They were just like, Let's go ahead and make him have him make the first one. Then they brought Ryan Johnson in and he did his thing. Um, which to me, even if it is your favorite, like if you're one of the people who it's your favorite of the three movies or you think it's the best made of the three, I don't have any interest in rehashing that argument over again. Um, I think it's really hard not to argue that his approach to the eighth movie in a nine movie saga was not the right one. And if I were JJ, I would have either put my foot down and done all three or done none of them. I don't think either of those two directors did the saga or the series any favor in the way that they approached their movies. I think that. I mean, they said that they were trying to like give Ryan 
like they told him to make his movie. And while I do love that movie, and again, we don't need, you're right, we don't need to rehash that. Um, I maybe it's because I don't care. It may be a bad Star Wars movie because I don't really care about Star Wars. I just like that movie. Um, but they also talked about giving him the freedom that like they don't necessarily get in Marvel. Um, and maybe you need somebody like a Feige, which they clearly don't have because there's just no cohesiveness. Like even JJ's like vision, like chain, and like there's just. There clearly, like I said, there was no plan, and it just kept changing, and it suffered for that. Um, and, and I mean, that's I my just, problem with it. It's like I, I really like Rise of Skywalker, despite other people not. I really like um, Force Awakens, right? And like for me, again, my issues with Last Jedi have nothing to do with it being a Star Wars movie, aside from the fact that he decided, like, and they gave him too much freedom to come in and do his own movie, which I think making something that tonally is outwardly in contempt almost of the saga as a whole. Like it just didn't feel like a movie that fit within the, that, that saga it just felt like a bad idea. And I, again, I think JJ had a basis for a plan when he was setting up these characters, but didn't have any interest in doing the whole trilogy. And so I know it's hard to say this cause it's, you know, probably hundreds of millions of dollars he's made off of that but should have said no if you didn't want to do all three. And they should have they should have stuck with Colin Trevorrow. Apparently that script he wrote was actually really good. Yeah, I mean, because that's the problem. J.J. said how he wanted to start it. He didn't know the end. Like, what we saw in Rise of Skywalker is not something that he, like, thought out. He just said, let's start it this way. Ryan Johnson did his thing. And then what J.J. did was just wing it from there and it's not really on him. He did what he was told. And while I don't like Rise of Skywalker, I mean, he did the best he could with what he had. And I don't know, like, because, like, Boyega was going off, and he doesn't care for what happened in Last Jedi, nor did he care for what happened in Rise of Skywalker. And he, you know, he didn't have nice things to say about either of them or the process. And I don't know. Um We'll see where all that goes. I feel we just get a tiny bit of a break, at least on the movie front from Star Wars. Um, I mean, with COVID happening, that's going to be forced anyways. Uh, pushed everything back. Uh, but they'll continue. I mean, they paid a shit ton of money to have Star Wars, and so it's not like we're not going to see more Star Wars. Uh, they'll make money. But I'm just kind of over the Skywalker saga anyways, and I would just like them to expand out and make more. The universe is so big, they bought the universe. Just make other stories and get me interested because Solo was so much fun. Rogue One is one of the best received movies in the Star Wars. I don't care for it because to me it's boring, but if you're a Star Wars fan, evidently you just fucking love it for the most part. Um, so make more of that shit and make more video games. For the love of God, take, take it away from EA. We are... Three weeks away from a new video game for Star Wars. You're damn right we are. I pre-ordered that. I'm going to play that shit in VR. I am not. I have no desire. I played that Call of Duty Space Battle game, and it was not great on the old stomach and head. Yeah, I've yet to really get messed up by VR. But I still haven't finished Iron Man. It's only certain games that do it, and, like, a long, like, two-hour play session tends to fuck with me uh, a little bit. Uh, finally, on the regular bit of news, uh, the Oscars making waves. They have announced new rules. Uh, there are criteria now that has to be met uh, in order to fur further inclusion. Um, if you are going to be nominated for Best Picture, uh, you now have to meet uh, they have four new sets of criteria, and you have to meet two out of the four uh, to uh, be qualified to be nominated even for Best Picture. Uh, well, I'll go through the details. What are Do we know? And Josh, you had said earlier you had thoughts on this. What did you think? Yeah, this will get me in trouble. Um, <clears throat> so I obviously start by saying that I think representation and inclusion in cinema – is super great and super important. And I think that the idea of like opening up the Academy to a wider range of voters was a good idea. Um, putting a focus on nominating 
you know, the, the right movies with the right focus and things like that is great. But I think forced inclusion is a slippery and bad slope and just feels like a real weird tone that's either going to affect creativity or like we'll just like certain movies just won't meet the requirements and won't be eligible and it's like ridiculous like i mean i I was looking through i got i stopped reading after like halfway through like requirement c or whatever the way the article broke it down to be but like what is so like what is a victorian drama like let's say for some reason a movie like the favorite or even just the favorite comes out with a more serious tone. I mean, is that a kind of movie that now no longer meets any sort of eligibility because it doesn't have, you know, 30% of a minority race or 60% of, or, you know, one of the main characters isn't an underrepresented. And like, that's all great things to want more in cinema, but to put like a hard number and requirement on it to me is just, at, at that point, you're not talking about picking the best picture. You're talking about, like, recognizing things that may not even be in the eyes of the boulder as the best picture. It's just, it's really weird, and it's it comes off as disingenuine and more trying to continue to make up for the Oscar So White stuff, which, again, they fucked up. Like, there were great movies that year that could have been nominated, and I agree with that, but I just, I, I don't understand why coming out and having a hard set rule of requirements that like forces way more inclusion, um, which would normally be a good thing, but when it's forced, it's not real. <laughs> like, you know, movies for these stories, like to include the people that are underrepresented, need to be made out of a natural desire and a support of those movies because they're being made. So it doesn't mean that you have to set like a requirement to be recognized for me personally. Yeah. I had the same like initial reaction that you did. Um, I read into it, and I my fear only now is for like the rare, and it doesn't happen much, but like very small movie with a very small team making it that just kind of hits big, or uh, like documentaries that come from small teams that uh, the rare documentary that gets nominated for best picture um, because they're the ones that could really struggle from this. Um, but for the most part, it's not as bad because there are so many ways for it. This is almost just affirmative action for the movie business, um, which is not a great phrase to say. But um, so there's, uh, let me just kind of run through the rules over here. Like you have to meet two of the four requirements, and we'll call them standard A, B, and C, uh, and D. Uh, standard A, uh, and again, you got to meet w- either two of the A, B, C, or D, but each of them have multiple layers. A is on-screen representation, themes, and narratives. Uh, to get a checkmark for this, you have to meet one of the following criteria, which is lead or significant supporting actors. Um, and the groups that that would include, and this is for all of them, so I'll only have to say it once, is Asian, Hispanic, Latina, Black, African-American, uh, indigenous Native American, uh, Alaskan Native, Middle Eastern, North African, Hawaiian Native, or other Pacific Islander, uh, or uh, 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 women, uh, LBGTQ uh, plus, um, and then in some of the other categories, just women can be counted in this period. But anyways, uh, uh, lead or significant sporting actors, general ensemble, ensemble cast of at least 30% being in all those categories, um, or the main storyline subject matter uh, dealing with women, racial, uh, LBGTQ+, all that stuff. Uh, standard B is creative leadership and project team, um, which is creative leadership and department heads, um, which you're talking casting director, cinematographer, composer, costume designer, director, hair and makeup, all like the big names uh, of like uh, the departments uh, or other key roles, which are gaffer, script supervisor, or stuff like that, or overall crew composition being at least 30%. Um, standard C is ind- industry access and opportunities. Um, you have to meet both of the requirements to get this jet mark, which is paid a- apprenticeship and internship opportunities. Uh, for all of those groups or and training opportunities and skills development for crew uh, for like production staff 
And then standard D is audience development. Uh, it must meet the criterion below, which is representation and marketing and publicity distribution. And the studio film has multiple in-house senior executives from among the following underrepresented groups, uh, women, racial or ethnic group, which is all the stuff that I listed before, or LBGTQ+, or people with cognitive or physical disabilities who are deaf or hard of hearing. Um, so for me, on at least big studios, that makes all the sense in the world because even if it is something like The Favorite, that's a big enough studio that you could have paid internships and work-based learning for um, underrepresented groups. That's something easy to do. Um, and you could easily have um, uh, crew um, and uh, uh, training opportunities stuff like that you can do that now small teams that are movies that are made by like 12 people yeah you know i don't know where if there's exceptions that can be made but there's also a few few and far between um i get the sentiment i don't i my guess is there's just gonna be tweaks to this yeah and to be fair all on all the on a and b they do put a percentage to it so even on small teams like, I agree on the, the hard set numbers, six people on the crew or whatever, but uh, if it's 12 people, that sucks. But if it's 30%. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and there's not a whole lot of best picture nominees that are going to be made from crews like that. Um, so, I don't know, I think they, I would like to see that they would be flexible on something like that, but I don't know, we'll see. Um, if it was all acting or, like, had to be like had to have a black director or something like that or a gay director or whatever what have you that feels like forced and just but i do like the fact that it could force more opportunities and then hopefully the trickle down effect of where it leads to the future so i don't know i think on the surface it doesn't i don't like the optics because you have to read a whole lot for it to kind of make more sense i don't i think it's not perfect but at least it's something and like I, I like I said, I like the idea. I just don't like the forcibility of it. And I'm totally down for like the executive roles or the like supporting roles and like the actual learning the job or having jobs outside of like the performances. I just don't personally understand the creative input, like like the actual actors portrayed or like it's almost like you'd have to do something under a specific subject matter to meet the check mark for that like for the certain representation of character types and things like that and that's my issue i have no problem with demanding executive roles or demanding um you know key crew and things like that that maybe don't get an opportunity i think that's great uh, and i do yeah. want more i think more. that's why they said two out of four because that way Movies like The Favorite and stuff like that can completely ignore the the roles that they cast. Because obviously, I mean, there's just not going to be a lot of black people in significant roles in a movie like that. There's just and that's, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, Yeah, but at least they can meet other ways. Like, they can, if they have, if they're training young, underrepresented groups behind the scenes and they've got... You know, and they go out of their way to find a good hair and makeup stylist that is in an underrepresented, and then they're covered, and then they can be entered. Yeah, I, I, that's fine with me. It just seemed on the surface, it's not. It didn't sound good, but when you dig a little deeper, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's a good start, and then I think we'll see tweaking from there. Uh, let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about DC Fandom, which was better than I expected. The best day. Uh, well, that's not true, but it was really good. We did talk about this a bit on the video game show. Uh, if you're looking to hear about uh, uh, the new Suicide Squad game or Gotham Knights game, go listen to the last video game show where we talked about that. Uh, but we are going to talk about movies. Um, let's see. Uh, the smaller stuff first. We didn't see anything about the Flashpoint movie, but they did have a panel. They did talk about it a little bit. We got some news that, like, uh, Ben Affleck 
uh, Batman and uh, Michael Keaton's Batman will be in the movie. So it's cool to see what they're doing with Flashpoint. I still hate Ezra Miller, um, but I'm hoping, I'm at least hopeful for the direction they're going with Flashpoint. Yeah, I thought the actual panel itself was a lot of fun, too. Like, it was well shot, and it was kind of put together in a really fun way. Um, He was entertaining enough with his little flashbacks and things. Like, I still kind of want to know what the fuck happened with him choking that woman out, but hey, I guess we're just going to be okay with moving on from that and still having him in the role. I really liked the concept art of um, his new suit. It looked less like garbage put together with duct tape and prayer. Um, so yep. I'm really happy for that. Um, especially because I think they're saying Keaton's Batman creates that suit for him, which I think is really cool. Um, and, like, the art of him, like, fighting side-by-side side with Keaton's Batman is cool. Obviously, I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of action out of Michael Keaton on that front, but maybe. Oh, I, man, I wish they'd had, like, Keaton do the whole uh, Batman Beyond scenario. That seems way cooler to me. I do really fucking want that, man. I want it bad. Also, wouldn't it be funny if, like, during the middle of Flashpoint, he creates something where, like... There's a different actor as the Flash going forward. <laughs> I mean, that was for a while I thought they were doing. Like, he is the Flash through, like, three quarters of that movie, and then all of a sudden, it's Zac Efron. <laughs> oh, God, give me that, please. <laughs> be so in on that. I hate Ezra Miller, but I like the Flash, so I'm going to stay hopeful. Um, we got a Black Adam tease, not much of one. But that movie's coming. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, we only got to see, like, a little bit of him in a drawing in a suit, which, you know, okay. But, I mean, they've started filming, from my understanding, so. Ain't filming right now. Rock got the COVID. That's true. The whole family got the COVID. Yeah. Get well. They're all doing great, though, so that's good. Uh, and then there were the big three trailers. Uh, first off, uh, a new trailer for Wonder Woman 84. We oh, finally yeah. have seen. What did we think about this trailer? Fucking awesome. I thought this trailer was great. Some people are down on it. I like personally loved it. Those people are dummies, Josh. I agree. Fuck those dummies. <laughs> I don't. I'm not necessarily down on it. I just. I'm not super high on it, but granted, I've never been high on a Wonder Woman trailer, but I do love the first Wonder Woman movie, um, so I'm pretty sure that'll be the same way. I just really hate her lassoing lightning. I just, for some reason, fucking hate it. And God, I realized awesome. that after, it's so after, cool. After, it's fucking in cool. In a movie, it seems weird. Like, Taika's Thor, I could totally see doing that, but it's like Thor doing it in one or two, and it's just weird to me. Uh, and also... I don't know, the way they use CG in the world of Wonder Woman, especially in trailers, always looks weird to me, but I usually like it in the movies. I'm not really worried about that. I'm excited for the story. I fucking love Chris Pine so much um, and everything except for the aforementioned Into the Woods. Um, But I like him as Steve Trevor. Um, I don't know how he's back, but I'm excited to find out why. And I really like his comedic timing and him talking about parachute pants. Oh, he he ain't really back. There's no way. Like I, that's a Maxwell Lord thing. I don't know if he's gonna actually be back. I mean, Steve Trevor has been in every iteration of whatever Wonder Woman comic there's ever been. So, I mean, they'll find a way to bring him back. I think I think he's gonna when they do Wonder Woman in the '90s for Part Three or whatever, he'll be there too. That's just the way it's going to work. Steve Trevor is always there. He's like a lighthouse or a scars guard. I would believe that if they had cast a scars guard as him. But um, I thought the CG on Cheetah was fine. Like, I thought that she, the character design, I thought looked really cool. Um, it was a little bit of a dark scene, so it's kind of hard to see her, uh, like, too much. But she didn't look, like, shockingly bad. Like, I would be laughing at her, at her the entire movie. Um, I still don't like, the only thing I don't like, my only complaint is I don't like the look of that gold suit, or at least I don't like the wings and I don't like the helmet. I mean, it is like spot on comic accurate though. Yeah, 100%. I just don't like that that helmet. 
don't know. I feel like a certain head just doesn't need a helmet because it looks weird. Like, especially, like, when it's really blocky and, like, surrounding her face. I just, I just hate the way it looks. And those wings are kind of weird, but, like, the rest of it is perfectly fine. I don't know. It's just, I kind of like her in the regular Wonder Woman suit. I will never hate anything that's form-fitting on Gal Gadot. I mean, that's fair. Just throw that out. Uh, overall, it looks fine. And there was, uh, I like the amount of humor they had in the trailer. I like them playing up on the 80s. Um, I enjoyed the way they did that with the 90s in Captain Marvel. Uh, I'm excited for this. Um, but it's going to be a little off it because strong rumors that we're about to hear about another delay for the movie, which makes sense. That yeah, movie's going to come out next maybe year. December now. Yeah, December or uh, I've heard December and March. Um, Just so. put it on a streaming service. We got to chalk this year up to a fucking loss. They're not going to do that. That movie's going to come out in theaters. Um, but there is a movie coming out to a streaming service because it already came out in movie theaters and didn't do well because it was kind of a different movie. And now people won't shut up about it and the Snyder Cut. And as someone that doesn't hate Justice League we saw, even though recognizing it was not a good movie, uh, but... Uh, I didn't hate Justice League. It had its uh, its redeeming qualities, um, and I have hated the Snyder Cut. And I, I, all the well, I hate the people that won't shut up about the Snyder Cut, and I don't really get it because Zack Snyder's not a great director. But I will say this: he can cut a hell of a trailer. The trailer for this was dope. I have to admit, I love this trailer. I'm so excited for this cut of the movie. Um, I'm there for all four one-hour episodes. I'm. I kind of wish they would drop them all at once, because no, I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna try to just hold off and watch it all as one movie, but I'm not gonna be able to. I know I'm not gonna be able to. As soon as the first one drops, I'm gonna be like, well, I mean, it's it's here. I may as well fucking watch it now. And then I'm gonna have to wait yeah. like another month or a week or however long it's gonna be for the next episode. Um, I think it's a like a few days. I don't know. It's so stupid they're doing it that way. Just release it as one and then put, like, make it a way to break it down if you want to. I, it's so dumb. Also, it's dumb that it's four hours. Like, it's really fucking dumb. It's great that it's four hours because they're, and they're using zero of Whedon's footage, so um, I'm really, really excited for this because I it, it is going to be a different movie. Like, there's no way that it's not a different movie. Like, yes, Steppenwolf will still be there. Yes, they'll fight Steppenwolf and, like, yeah, so that part's going to be the same, but like almost none of the other like that trailer had zero footage from the original movie, like zero stuff or at least that Joss that Joss Whedon had filmed. Like everything that's in there was the Zack Snyder stuff. I mean, he filmed a lot originally. We did see a lot of Snyder, uh, Snyder stuff in the original movie, just also a lot of Whedon stuff. And yes, that stuff will be gone, but we'll see plenty of stuff we've seen before. Um, yeah, there are some story changes. They've obviously had to do reshoots. I mean, it's fine. I'm going to give it a chance. But, I mean, uh, there's nothing in this world that's that revolutionary from Zack Snyder on the directing front. But I'm excited for this. And I also will like any trailer that's put behind any version of the song Hallelujah. Um, so good on him for that. Um, the original version. Yep. I'm just saying. Uh, any version of it. There's many versions of Hallelujah. What about like the scat version? Zip, zap, zip, hallelujah, zip, boop. Yeah, I'm super in for that. <laughs> I, I will watch that movie. I will watch whatever homemade movie you have on your phone that you put that trailer to. Um, I don't know. I I will. I, I'm gonna watch this. I think it's dumb and pretentious for how long it is and how he's acted about it. But I'm still gonna watch this because I want all comic movies to do well. I do hate how I think this is gonna think fans how that have more power now um but whatever the air cut coming soon oh they've talked about it he started talking about it and i love david air and i was like no just stop we're we're they're remaking suicide squad let's just move on um speaking of which we did get um some uh first looks at uh suicide or the suicide squad did you guys see that yeah yes, it was awesome yeah, we, we know who the villain is now. What said, Chuck? I said we know who the villain is now. 
I, I can't remember. Who is the villain? It's Starro. It, it's Starro, that's right, yeah. Where God, God, if we get Jaro, I will flip my shit. All I want in this world is Jaro. <laughs> when did we get confirmation that it's Starro? It's in He's that in behind the, the scenes. Like they, there's freeze freeze frames of starfish on like a bunch of fallen soldiers. Oh, I didn't and see that. He, yeah, yeah. Guns it's also awesome. confirmed. That. He didn't confirm the big bad, but he did confirm that Starro's in the movie for sure. So God, and if anybody can pull off Starro, it would be James Gunn. I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for John Cena in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, when he said they, they wanted to play it like douchey Captain America, I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm in." Yeah, they said it's like Captain America, but really douchey, and he just goes, "Yeah, okay, I can do that." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I love you, John Cena." There is such a clear delineation between the grouping of characters that are going to be sent in the first time and all die, and then the grouping of characters who are going to be sent in the second time and actually are the Suicide Squad. Like, much as I love them, Javelin's not making it long into this movie. Well, I, I, they might actually have uh, two groups, too, like two different missions. I could see that going that way, too. Could be interesting for that. Um, Michael Rooker looks ridiculous in all the right ways. King Shark looks awesome. King Shark does, does look awesome. Steve Agee apparently did his voice on, st- on set, but there's rumors that it might actually be Taika Waititi. Well, the they've kind of confirmed who Taika Waititi is going to be now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the original Ratcatcher because the girl who's in it is called Ratcatcher Two. Ratcatcher Two, yeah. Um, so he's like her. I don't know. I don't know if it's her dad or like her like mentor or what. But I think when they first were talking about it, it was it was the daughter of Ratcatcher. Um, but I mean, let's be honest: the breakout star of this movie is one hundred percent going to be Weasel. <laughs> Weasel ain't making it, buddy. Oh, yes, he is. He couldn't kill his brother. Oh, I think he can't wait. Sean Gunn is a gem, and the shot of Weasel in that trailer, like, it's just, it. this whole thing is so ridiculous. I'm so excited for it. Like, I cannot wait for this movie. I hate that it's next year. Yeah, this is going to be... I mean, he, all he's doing, he's making the DC version of Guardians, which is what Suicide Squad should have been anyways. Just the same feel as that. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited. Uh, and then finally, uh, the last thing they released, and uh, inarguably the biggest thing, is the first trailer for The Batman. Yes. Holy shit. The trailer is awesome. It's yeah, real, it's really fucking cool. Man, he beats I, the shit out of that dude. Yeah. Like, I can just see someone, like, in their living room being like, I still like Robert Pattinson. And then, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that is the moment. Like, you, uh, I, I watch a lot of trailer reactions on YouTube and shit, and, like, yeah, that's the moment. You can see that in a lot of different videos for people who start their video and like, oh, we're going to check out this trailer. I still not sold on Robert Pattinson. And then, like, he beats the ever-loving piss out of that man. And everybody, like, jumps off their fucking, like, out of their chair. It's so cool. That whole trailer is so great. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people saying that that gang that he just beats the shit out of that one dude is uh, Joker thugs. I mean, they yeah, look like I it. Saw... Yeah. They look like... Very original uh... face paint, though, which is really cool. Yeah. Um... Freaking uh, the Riddler, like we saw just a hint of the Riddler or like earlier like version of, and that's I for, completely forgot that Paul Dano was in this as the Riddler, which is amazing casting. I'm so excited for that. Uh, fucking uh, Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell he is unrecognizable. He looks like Richard Kind. I don't know if you guys <laughs> know who that is. But... <laughs> yes, yes. Oh man, I was just like, holy shit when I saw that. I was like, I completely forgot Colin Farrell was in this, and I would have never known if someone hadn't told me again because it doesn't look like Colin Farrell. I like Jesse uh, White as uh, Gordon, too. He looks good. I was a big fan of that, man. Who's playing Alfred in this? Um, uh, Andy Serkis. Yes. 
Oh man, I'm here. I knew I'd recognize that voice. Yeah, man, no, I'm, I'm so fucking in on this movie. I I also think there's a distinct outside possibility that this is setting up Court of Owls. Like the if you like listen to the dialogue and listen to some of the interviews and stuff that they've been talking about in terms of what Bruce's journey is in this movie. It's about learning kind of, it's almost in a telltale Batman style, like learning maybe darker truths about his family's past and learning about the um, high society criminal underground of Gotham, which to me screams court of owls. Well, uh, uh, the Riddler's first clue is in a card that's got an owl on the front. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) God, if they, if, they, if if we get not only a game that features Court of Owls, but a movie that features Court of Owls, it's fucking awesome. And now I only like want to think about who I want to play Talon. Um, uh, Jeffrey Wright was in an interview saying that uh, he was impressed with how well the script goes into how good of a detective Batman is, which yeah. is something that the movies up to this point never have really gone into that much. Um, so I, I'm really excited about that. Kind of the most you got with that was like in the Dark Knight, where they're doing the ballistics on the bullets. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's also supposedly they've taken a lot of cues from the Long Halloween uh, story. That's um, so cool. I love the Long they're Halloween. Not, they're not necessarily adapting that story, but they took a lot of stuff from it. Um, I adore the Batmobile so much. Uh, just way more like classic looking, but still like superhero awesome. God, it looks so cool. Um, they did confirm that this is uh, the Batman takes place on Earth 2 within the universe. Um, so obviously separate from the current Justice League until they figure out a way to combine it. Um, because <laughs> that's that's uh, There is some thought that they use this uh, to uh, eventually tie into uh, Joaquin Phoenix's The Joker universe and make that on Earth too. They were talking about that, but then, like, that was back when it was thought to have been a 90s movie. And it's clearly not a 90s movie. Yeah. I don't know. If they, I mean, it's comic books. You do whatever the fuck you want to, because comic show. Uh Every time Boone questions, he's like, but how can we do that? I'm like, comics. You can do whatever. It does not matter. Uh, anyways, yeah, the Batman. I'm the most excited for that. Also, also get better to you, Robert Pattinson, as that film uh, had to shut down for a couple of days because Robert Pattinson now has the, has the COVID, but he also reportedly doing well. Everyone is getting COVID Say what? Everyone seems to be getting COVID, as dark as that sounds. Yep. Uh, All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, No significant Marvel news outside of Black Panther, which we talked about on the first show, um, sadly. Uh, And we'll leave it at that. Uh, Make sure to uh, check out the third show. We're going to be talking about uh, all the many, many things that we are watching. and uh, which we will be talking about Raised by the Wolves, The Boys, uh, Riverdale. It's that special show of the year where we talk about Riverdale. I'm so excited. Uh, a couple of Apple Plus shows, uh, several things, uh, a couple of movies. I'm excited. Uh, make sure to check it out. We'll see you there. listening to free for all your source for all things geek we just wrapped up another episode but we're not done stay tuned for part three and make sure to download part one as well don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes and rate and review us too that's the best way for new folks to find our show you can also find us on the google play store stitcher or your favorite podcasting app don't forget that you can now subscribe to our youtube channel to watch the show as we record and you can catch our live streams on the free for all facebook page Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time.
Also, wouldn't it be funny if, like, during the middle of Flashpoint, he creates something where, like, there's a different actor as the Flash going forward? <laughs> I mean, that was for a while I thought they were doing. Like, he is the Flash still... through, like, three quarters of that movie, and then all of a sudden, it's Zac Efron. <laughs> oh, God, give me that, please. 